Okay. Well, we're free. <laughs> we're out. We've got the good news. Gym's opening tomorrow. We're officially out of lockdown. I can lose my cranky attitude. Excellent. Um, we asked you guys for some topics and questions this week, and you delivered. We've got three really, really good ones, um, and we're just going to break them down today for you. Um, Dan, you can get started. Oh, do you want me to ask a question? Um, Are we swapping roles? No, I'll ask you. I'll oh, ask okay. you. All right. How to lose fat or gain strength in problem areas? Should you be giving these areas extra attention? Yes, interesting. (laughs) Um, I think we've briefly touched on this before in terms of like if you want to build muscle in your arms, obviously you need to work your arms more. Um, However, spot reducing is not a thing. So we lose fat um, over our body as a whole. It's really hard to say, oh, I've got, you know, everyone tends to want to lose around the tummy. And so if they do 100 sit-ups a day, is that going to help them um, lose that fat around their tummy? The answer, the short answer is no. Um, however, there are certain things you can do. So, for example, we notice that things like the navel measurement so holding fat around your tummy is more to do with nutrition than training that's a pretty well-known fact holding fat everywhere yeah but it is all over your body um and like certain measurements are known to be more hormonal than others so again the navel and the chest are more in relation to um, hormones with the girls and and bloating as well yeah Yeah, so that's not actual fat Mm. Um, when people think fat like they just automatically go to either weight or a measurement Um, and that's why we like to use a combination of both Um, just on that as well like when we say oh you lose fat as like in its totality across your body that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be even everywhere all the time so that can be you know like put it this way i can't scoop water out of the corner of the pool and hope that it's only going to lose in the corner of the pool like the whole pool will go down slightly but that where you lose fat and where you hold fat is largely down to your genetics yeah i was about to say everyone is so so different yeah so you know my joke to you is often that like um i have mr potato head body where like i hold all my weight in the middle and then get like leaner in my arms and legs whereas other people are really different they might always be a little bit leaner in the middle but as soon as they get they gain weight it goes to their arms and legs so it's completely down to the person and what we found with people who say they have problem areas and we're going to break down that term in a minute because i absolutely hate it but it's it's usually the last spot they lose and the first spot yeah. they gain yeah like that's it, true the spots that we're most self-conscious of and we're all self-conscious of something um usually it's you know to other people it seems wildly ridiculous but to you it's a big deal and that's like i guess that's just part of being um human really but you know it's like the areas that you notice are the air yeah are the areas that i said like first again last to move yeah for sure so problem areas this is a fake term this is about as fake as valentine's day it's sort of like a mark 
It is invented by Hallmark. You know this. Not that we don't celebrate it. We celebrate the shit out of it. I am (laughs) hurt. You got your chocolates. (laughs) But it's like, it's, it's one of those things that we read on women's health or men's health. And all of a sudden it became like part of the vernacular. Like, you know, the problem areas. And it'd be like love handles, upper arms, hips, tummies, all this stuff. And it's like... It's just, it's not a problem. No. I hate that term problem areas. Yeah. It's like, it, it's one of these things that, yeah, it's just become normalized, like, you know, like cheat meals. The language. Yeah. The language that we now use is as though, you know, like a mum tum. Yeah. As though it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, it's something that we need to try and shift our minds heads on because it really helps no one. No, it's like just, it's purely negative to get you to buy a program or a magazine or a oh, detox or anything like this. Like, like they're playing on the emotion yeah, yeah, yeah. to try like, and to try and sell you something. Yeah, like majority of the things in our industry, like that's all it's about. Yeah. So next time you see an article or a podcast or something where it's like you know fix your problem areas, delete, unfollow, unsubscribe. Like it's just not. It's not going to be anything that's like, it's clickbait. It's not evidence-based. It's just going to be playing on your emotions and trying to get you to make a reaction and purchase their lemon drink. (laughs) And that's about it. Might taste good. Might taste good. Won't do anything for your health and fitness. Um, Yeah, and you touched on it earlier as well. There's a big, big difference between the response in the body from like taking something away or losing and then adding something in is you can definitely spot gain. So spot gain, yes. Like the the person who asked this question, it was about their core. So they wanted to lose fat around the tummy. That's going to come largely down to just staying consistent in the gym and eating well and continuing to improve your nutrition and other lifestyle factors like sleep is also underrated. But for improving strength, absolutely you can definitely add in some more, you know, planks at the end of a session, just three sets of 30 seconds. Like, I think we, you don't need to throw the baby out with the bath water and just start doing only core. You just need to overload what you're currently doing progressively. So, okay, I'm not doing any added core work at the moment. Three times a week, I'm just going to do a 30, you know, a 30 second plank three times straight after the conditioning at the gym. Yep. And you start there. And Will you your core strength build. improve from doing that? Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And after you know, after three or four weeks, those planks will be easy. You just up it to forty-five, or you do four sets, and you just continue to give your body more and more and more, or make the exercise harder. Yes, so you can definitely improve your core strength, but unfortunately, the only way to lose fat from your tummy is to just be consistent, and it'll happen eventually. Well said. It's not the answer everyone wants to hear. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, guys, if you have... If you buy no, our... if you have a golden <laughs> kiwi fruit at 11.11 every Thursday, I'm telling you, that's the secret. Our kids love golden kiwis. At 11.11 on a Thursday. <laughs> All right. Next question. Staying motivated whilst injured. Um, am I a burden to coach? You guys have never made me feel that way, but I always feel like I'm a little bit of extra trouble. Okay, so let's just break it up. Actually, let's answer the second part first, and then we'll come back to the first part. Being the, the burden? No, yeah. Okay. 
No, you are never a burden. <laughs> Just ever. Ever. I was about to say, you know what annoys us more as coaches? When you don't tell us. Someone, yeah, that you can see. Oh, I tweaked my back because like, oh, I I didn't want to be annoyed. I'm like, now you're just being an... Sorry. Cutting me off again. I was about to lose my temper. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just (laughs) sliding right in there. Yeah, yeah, when we can, as coaches, if we can see that someone isn't moving right and they're looking like they've hurt themselves and they haven't said something, that is more frustrating um, to us. Us as coaches, it's our job to guide you um, based on your current condition. Yeah. So, like, we want to help you. We want you in our class and... To be honest, quite often, you know, if we've been coaching the same class all day, it's quite refreshing to have to use our brains and... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, think of something else. Think of a different option to give you. Um, so never a burden. And it's especially easy and um, especially easy when you guys have been to see someone and they've spoken to us and said, you know, this is Karen and she's got a dodgy hip and, you know, these are the muscles that we're trying to strengthen. That is music to our ears because we can give you stuff that will help accelerate the recovery. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. The only thing that does become frustrating is if we have people that a are constantly... A six-month injury yeah. and it's like, for the love of God, get it sorted. Yeah, constantly in the gym and they do nothing to... Help themselves. Help themselves and progress their current yeah. <laughs> situation. So it really is important about um, seeking help. So yeah. actually finding out what is wrong and how can we fix it. Just taking action. Yeah. The same as everything. Don't just tread water. Start swimming. I'm sorry, guys. He has been very cranky. I'm look. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure short. it's going to get better over the next couple of days. <laughs> I've, I've been short. All right. Um, the other one is a really good one. Staying motivated whilst injured. I've been guilty of this in the past. As soon as I tore my hamstring, all I wanted to do was become a runner. And it's like it's you know part of the human condition is we want what we don't have. It just requires a bit of a shift in mindset or just taking a step back and reestablishing your goals is all it is. It's as simple as that. So it's like, okay, let's say that my goal to start the year was to do a 5K run and I've tweaked my Achilles. Running is on the back burner, but that still doesn't mean I can't improve my stabilizing muscles in my hips get my core stronger, cardio. Get still on a piece do my of cardio equipment. on my bike. Yeah. Like it's just an opportunity to bulletproof other areas and that's what it has to be seen as. And it's still working towards that end goal. That end goal yeah. still hasn't changed. Like you can go hard on the bike, like wait till you've recovered and mm. you know, you can hit the pavement again, but there's still so much you can do to improve your running without yeah. actually doing the running. If you If you do it right, you'll come back stronger. And be in a better position than you were before you were injured. Because it basically just makes you hyper-focused. I was about to say, if anything, it makes people stronger and more... Yeah, you're right, more focused because... More resilient as well, just yeah. generally. Yeah, bit of concrete. Yeah. Had to, had, to work, had, to work, had to work hard even though things weren't perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Like, injuries are just they're part of life there's there's no way anyone who trains will ever get through any substantial amount of time without getting hurt that's true it's how you handle it so if it you is can literally just part of training yeah, yeah yeah so if you can maintain consistency during that time you come out the other end so much better off yeah, and you sure. know and like you should be really especially this person um who wrote this question 
Like you should, your takeaway from this should be that um, you've got some really good habits now mm. that are getting you through. And if you can train, you know, when you're not as motivated and you're injured and you can still get in there and give it a real good crack, then you're in a really good place. For sure. For sure. I think um, like it's natural to be flat once you're injured perfectly normal reaction but it's like it's not a reason to stop yeah don't you know, dwell like, on it yeah it's not a reason to stop it it just it's an opportunity to refocus and you know so the same as the question about the core strength okay you know you've hurt your hamstring doesn't mean you can't put extra time into your core really bring that up you know like a targeted 28 you know month long effort at core strength like or it might be something else. It, it, it can be anything, but it has to be it has to be a goal that you decide on the same way that you maybe decided on your initial goal before the injury. Because if you're not excited about it and I say, oh, Danny, this is a great opportunity for you to practice your you know, gymnastics. And you're like, but I hate gymnastics. Well, obviously that's stupid and that's not going to last long. But, oh, Danny, this is a great opportunity f- for you to practice your push-ups. Oh, yeah, that was another goal I had. Well, yeah. perfect. So like, it still has to follow the exact same process that you went through to start that initial goal. Yep. Um, yeah, hopefully we answered that one all right. Now, next one, personal favorite for this podcast. My How- personal favorite. Stop stealing my stuff. Right. I just said that before we started the podcast. My personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> How to eat more protein without having protein powder. Oh, I love it. All right. You give your bit and then I'll give the really good answer. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's funny coming from the person who eats the most processed protein in the house. Me? Yes. Like what? Protein powder. Oh, in my oats. Oh, I haven't had every it Every day. Week. Haven't had it this week. And we've been out. Because we ran. I was about to say, guys, you know why he hasn't had it this week? Because we've run out. Because we've run out. Benny's all about convenience. And Terra Madre's outside our five clicks. So I've been doing it right. So we've just been waiting until we can get let out of the house again. And I'll go and get some tomorrow. Right. So me, on the other hand, I actually don't really like processed protein. Just for me personally, um, I do find that a lot of brands actually upset my tummy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't like having it. So I do like to get most of my protein requirements through food. However, it is really good for people that do struggle um, to maintain a decent level of protein. It is a really easy way for them to get that in. And that is the most important thing. Yeah. People need to supplement. So for example, if someone is sick and they require medication or some kind of supplement, that is to help them get better, Right. But that doesn't mean that every single person should do that. And I think that's the mentality we need to shift away from. Yep. It comes down to the individual. Yep. Okay, so what do you like eating? So, for example, vegetarians quite often have to supplement. Yeah. That's, it's like the more restricted you are in your food choices, the more likely it is that you're going to have to use a supplement option. Yeah, whereas yep. I eat um, like... A wide variety of food um, I like a lot of food and I can get protein from various sources so like I don't struggle to meet my requirement um, without the need for having a shake yeah however if I did then I would look at having a protein shake you have had shakes every day in the past though like smoothies 
Yep. Yep. And yeah, it and can that's be a generally bit of a cyclical thing. Yep. And that's generally when my training load is higher. Yeah. So I'm not training as much or to the same intensity mm-hmm. given my current condition. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I definitely. Um, but then again, as a convenience thing as well, like sometimes if we're really busy, um, I'll supplement in either a bar or a shake. Um, yeah. Just because we're busy and I know that the protein will keep me fuller than yeah. if I had something else. I'd be, yeah, I was just trying to think. I usually have a blue dinosaur bar most days and yeah, so I guess I do have a little bit. Fair bit of process. Quality protein. sources though, yeah, quality look, sources. It is like, and again, like everything, there is no one one bucket like you yeah. always choose the better option like mm-hmm. we buy good quality protein powder and, and good we have protein bars good as well. quality protein bars so it's not maybe we should do an episode on supplements what to look out for oh my gosh you just reminded me of the breadcrumbs oh, last yeah, night yeah. yeah maybe an episode on food labels and what to look out for because i didn't take my own advice yesterday and i brought home breadcrumbs with zero bread seriously i was actually i was so upset i took photos i'm gonna post it in the group later guys it was so stupid i was like what was i thinking i just wasn't thinking anyway so how to eat more protein without protein shakes so pretty much everything that you said obviously spot on the only other thing i would say is that same as everything try not to go from zero to a hundred so if you spend a little bit of time analyzing like what you currently do you'll find it a lot easier to integrate higher protein options without it being overwhelming in any way so basically what i would recommend you do is write down the meals you eat for a week or two weeks most people tend to cycle through the same stuff would you agree like even us we have pasta one night maybe wraps another night as well have a barbecue maybe a couple of nights but like it's pretty consistent week to week. Like our meals don't change. I would say this is especially true for families because kids are maybe not as like versatile with the options as adults would be. It's the adult in our house, but yep. No, it's not. Anyway, so it's like if you say, okay, let's use a, let's use a pasta example. Pasta, we have every Tuesday night. It's not like, oh, okay, that's pasta isn't a high protein options so let's cut that off the list it's like how can i make this meal a higher protein option and that would be to choose a leaner mince and to maybe choose like a higher protein pasta so either a lentil pasta or the smart pasta that we get but like just a couple of tweaks like that and all of a sudden tick higher protein option makes a difference okay so next option would be we have wraps a lot now I could do, you know, chicken thighs and mission wraps, or I could do MEB pita wraps, which is slightly higher in protein, and I could do chicken breast, tick, higher protein option. Yeah. So if you went through three or four of your meals like that already... Just tweak them. Just tweak them slightly, and already your diet is way higher in protein without adding protein powder. Yep. What you might do in the morning... Um, I would say that breakfast is probably the most common one where people may need to supplement a little bit, especially if you have like porridge or oats. Um, a tweak you might make if you have yogurt is to just try and find a higher protein option or just add a couple of tablespoons into your oats. Yep. Something where you can't necessarily taste it because otherwise it can just get disgusting. But it's just little th- things like that over the course of a week 
will significantly bump up your daily intake without making drastic changes. Yep. That would be my advice. Agree. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't think, and you you can verify this as well, and we've spoken about it a bit, it's everyone we've coached in the nutrition course has been low on protein. Yep. And like way, way under, way under where they need to be. And every single person has got results straight away from upping their protein because it helps keeps you fuller as well as something that not a lot of people know is that what you like, how much you eat of a specific macronutrient doesn't necessarily mean like that's how much your body uses because there's a bunch of processes that take place in your body before it's like used for what it's for either repairing muscle or muscle glycogen stores or anything like that protein like if i eat um yes so let's say i eat a meal that's high protein about 30 percent of the protein that i eat will be burned whilst i like digest it so think of it like a currency swap when it's like if you swap your aussie dollars into pounds it's like that just cost me 20 bucks which when we're you know like potentially trying to lose weight like that's a good thing so higher protein keeps you full has a higher thermic effect of feeding that's what that's called and just basically is a staple in anyone trying to be fitter and stronger it like does all the things that you want your nutrition to do Eat more protein. Definitely. This message is sponsored live, by BD yeah. Fitness's nutrition <laughs> program. Yeah, it's unfortunately due to the convenient convenience world we live in. Most of our food is highly processed and really high in carbohydrates. Because it's cheap. Because it's cheap, exactly. And like, why? Why? Because it's cheap. Because it's got a long shelf life. Yeah, for um, sure. Like for various reasons, and they're not health reasons guys (laughs) no but they could also be environmental reasons as well like it's it's more expensive to ethically source good you know like good protein so i'm sure that most people listening to this would regularly get takeaway or would have hello fresh or dinnerly or one of those meal options the protein they put in there is not that much their protein they put in ours was zero because I threw it out. But it's like, but it's it's not it's not probably going to be enough. That's something that we noticed when we do. You remember when we had those paleo meals? Paleo meals. Oh, the prepacked one. Oh, that yeah. was ages ago. Yeah, yeah. Years well, ago. Years ago. Yeah. But they were so light on for protein, and then when we tried to add it, it just got super expensive. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those ones where. If you do have the dinnerly or the hello fresh or anything like that just like maybe cook some and add it in the fridge have it as leftovers just have it ready to go well first of all also understand what your own protein requirements are oh yeah good one <laughs> like most people are like oh i need to eat more protein it's like well how much are you currently eating well how much do you need to eat so they don't know that, that. and yeah. then how much do you need to eat yeah so like and that's based on your body weight and also your goal so what it is you're trying to do yeah as a general rule like for people who are just trying to be healthy without a specific goal of weight loss or muscle gain of which you would probably need a little bit more protein just aim for one and a half grams per kilo body weight that's sort of like a good measuring point 
And then if you were going on a little bit of a diet, you need a little bit more because it'll help keep you full. If you're trying to grow muscle, you also need a tiny bit more as well because that obviously helps with that process. Also different for boys and girls, but massive generalization there, Ben. Massive generalization, true. But like if you're looking for a starting point, it's probably not a bad one. Also, you know what actually surprises me is like people think, okay, so chicken is protein. So if I'm eating 100 grams of chicken, I'm getting 100 grams of protein. Oh, you'd be lucky to get 30. Yeah. So that's not the way it works. Of so, which, you so know, just understanding. 30% of it is burned off. Yeah. yeah. So just understanding how much protein is actually in your food. So yeah. <laughs> that's another point. And where you're getting your information from as well. So... A lot of the like, you know, Vic, Gov, Health or whatever, what they put out, the level of protein that you need is literally so you don't die. So it's like, it's to survive. It's not to thrive. There's a big difference in, I need this much to, you know, not have all my hair fall out and walk around like Edward's his hands. But it's like, okay, how much do I actually need to thrive as an active adult? Yeah. There's a big, big, big difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so... Definitely up your protein, guys. If you're going to do anything to improve your nutrition, that would be the number one starting point. Yeah, what well, has been for yeah from our experience so far. Yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, we can talk about protein another time. But those are our three questions today, guys. If you ever want us to discuss a topic, just message us, email us anytime you like. We enjoy helping you guys. I guess with like directly helping you with questions that you have right now rather than us just oh we spoke to this person at the gym about that that's a good one other people will have that question we want to know exactly what you're struggling with right now so that we can be the best help we possibly can all right have a good afternoon last afternoon in lockdown and we'll see you all tomorrow at the gym yay bye bye